0: Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter, Rebecca horsley Barra. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Mom. Uh, you know, Heidi's usually on with me, but Rebecca's on today, and it's exciting to have her on as my co-host. Well, Rebecca, we have got a great show today, and we have a wonderful couple that you're. we don't often have couples on, so I'm always excited to get a couple on. We're going to be talking about turning to faith after loss. And would you like to introduce them, Rebecca?
1: Yes, I'd be happy to. So great to see you both again. We met at Compassionate Friends this summer. Yes. Um, so today we have the pleasure of talking to Shana and David Miles. They lost their two-year-old son, Levi Michael Miles, in 2021 to AGS. Their Christian faith and trusting in Jesus have done a great deal to support them on their grief journey. They live in Paris, Tennessee, with their daughter, McKennon Grace, and their beagle dog. In honor of their son, Levi, Shana and David co-founded the Levi Miles Foundation for the purpose of providing support, resources, and inclusion to children with disabilities and rare diseases. Their motto has always been that life is an adventure. Welcome to the show, Shana and David.
2: Thank you. We're happy to be here.
0: So great to have you on. And uh, Levi was a really special little guy, wasn't he? Yes, (laughs)
2: Yes, <laughs> he was a force to be reckoned with.
0: <laughs> now he was actually born with a genetic uh, anomaly. Is that is that how you say it, And genetic anomaly or how, you know, you guys have really been in with the genetics, so I want to yeah. know.
2: It's a genetic condition, um, and AGS stands for Acardi-Goutier syndrome, and it is extremely rare. Um, David actually has figures for us on that. <laughs>
3: Yes, there are uh, <clears throat> currently, uh, what's documented is there are less than 400 cases in the world of oh this disease. Gosh. And actually with uh, Levi's genetic makeup of, of his condition, of his type, uh, he's the only one recorded uh, with his variances the way that they are. Oh, wow. Yes. yes. <laughs> so yeah. there's
2: multiple types of a UTA syndrome and I actually have a type, and as you can see, you know, it has not affected my life because it's recessive, Um, but David also has a different type than I do, and so together, we formed this very unique type that the world has never seen before that came out in Levi, so we had no idea what to expect from this, and neither did our team of doctors. Did you know that Levi
1: had this um, while in utero, or after he was born, you discovered it?
2: We um, we discovered it later on. Levi lived half of his life as a typical child, walking, talking, I mean, all boy. <laughs> and then um, about Christmas time, um, so that was about 11 months. He was about 11 months old. He got sick for the very first time. So we had been fortunate to where he hadn't been sick up until that point. You know, he was just a very healthy child. And then he got sick for the first time at 11 months old. And we saw this disease take over. We had no idea what was going on because his abilities were being stripped from him, where doctors were telling us he's just sick. It's going to take him time to get better. I was told that countless times in the ER and by specialists and I, I just countless people. And what was actually going on was this disease, um, AGS, was fighting his body. So it was fighting itself. So it was killing off even healthy cells that he had. So it was just constantly in fight mode. So when your body is constantly in fight mode, it is attacking your organs, which will eventually shut them off.
0: Now, how did you find out what he had and how did you pursue this?
2: we definitely teamwork here, but that's kind of part of our unique story because David actually has, um, background, you know, with some medical aspects. I'll let you talk about that.
3: Yeah, um. So when in college, uh, my passion was in uh, neuromuscular disorders. Um, And so I was biology major, chemistry minor going through college and somehow ended up in the agriculture field. But um, I had already conducted uh, quite a bit of research in neuromuscular disorders and leukodystrophies. Uh, AGS is actually under the leukodystrophy umbrella uh, because they really didn't know where to put it because it's kind of a disease in and of itself. Um, Shana was talking about how the body itself there but what it does is uh when uh, people get sick your body releases interferon which attacks the invader cells uh so with this disease levi's body was constantly releasing interferon if Mm -hmm. there's invader cells there for it to attack then it starts attacking the healthy cells of the body and it will do so until the point of failure um and that's that's what we were experiencing um with levi that we had no idea of what was going on
0: now, I've got to say that God's got a hand in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, God right. is somebody who has got your background and, uh, yes. you know, having a child with this kind of problem. It's yes. really kind of takes my breath away.
2: Mm-hmm. And then, you know, David's background of that. And then I'm a, I'm a special education advocate and being in this field and knowing our rights together, we work through all of that. Every doctor's visit, we pushed we pushed them to work harder. So the answers that they were giving just weren't, they weren't good enough. I mean, my biggest concern was the teamwork. Are we networking with other doctors? Have they consulted other doctors before giving a diagnosis? Because we went through a few diagnoses before we got the AGS diagnosis. And we had went through every avenue until we said we wanted genetic condition testing. So we both got testing done, but that is not covered by insurance. So that was completely you know, on us to get, but they had to exhaust all those avenues. And once we found that out, we started making everybody work pretty quickly to go through that process.
0: Oh, man, not covered by insurance. Wow. Mm-hmm. You were able to do this. It's an amazing story. Well, now you are pregnant, right?
2: Yes. So we're expecting a baby girl on March 11th.
0: <laughs> okay. And uh, obviously you've been through all the testing for the yes. baby
2: Yes, ma'am. We actually, we use the genetic testing that we had done with David and I. So they, we provided that to IVF, um, to an IVF doctor. We found um, a doctor that we felt really comfortable with, one of the best, the best in Nashville, Tennessee. And he was able to take a look at all that and be able to advise the fact that since Levi's the only one in the world with this genetic condition, to advise creating a probe to detect for it. So just like there's probes out there to detect for other conditions such as even um, down syndrome they needed to create this to detect for levi's kind of HS, because we know he's the only one in the entire world so we didn't even know if that was possible so months and months and months of waiting for david and i it felt like and then um, they needed one last piece of the puzzle to make it work and we had no i just didn't think about that but that's actually levi's dna to make this probe be effective and obviously we did not have any of Levi's DNA on hand and we didn't even know I mean he had already passed so we didn't even know how to go what was our next step and we thought that that was the end of the road but turns out there was another miracle in store and there was one last vial left at Vanderbilt hospital that Levi donated to research so they were able to overnight this vial um and use that for the last piece of this to create this probe which ended up being effective and working so being able to test our embryos for Levi's kind of AGS to be able to um weed out that condition that way we can figure that out
3: Christ carried us through every bit of this uh, our faith in him is is what carried us through everything um in um uh, in January uh after Levi's first episode, when we were in the hospital at Christmas, we were back in January. Um, Shane and I, uh, both together, uh, just surrendered Levi over to Christ at that point and completely let go because we knew that this was something that was going to be a terminal disease. And we knew that there was nothing that we could do besides fight for him and be caregivers and provide whatever means by whatever means necessary to provide him the best quality of life. Um, so at that point in time, we surrendered him completely over Christ and, and trusted in him, um, uh, with, with everything with Levi from that point forward. Um, after Levi passed, um, we, we both knew, um, that, that God was still watching over us, um, <clears throat> that he was carrying us through this, that he was, uh, protecting our hearts, um, while allowing us to grieve, um, uh, but also protecting our hearts at the same time, um, this has been, uh, as, as, as you know as well, uh, you know, losing a child is something that's a total different type of grief than anything else, um, and, and without our faith, I really don't think it would have been possible for us to sanely make it uh, to this point today.
2: Yeah, I think like David said, we had to completely surrender and leave everything just completely up to fate and uh, and up to our faith in it and to believe that everything's going to be okay even though it may not be the outcome we wanted I wanted a miracle I know David wanted a miracle we've seen miracles we've heard of miracles um, but we both knew and we never talked about that but we both knew that wasn't our route with Levi and that it was best not to have him here suffering which was extremely hard to be unselfish in that manner
3: wow
1: How long was he, um, he was diagnosed at 11 months and how long did he live for from the diagnosis?
3: When he passed away, he was 27 months old.
0: 27 months. I wanted to ask you about your faith. How did you come together in this?
3: I would say it was each other. Um, We, we both, our faith is, is, uh, is similar. You know, we, we trust in Jesus and we believe in the Holy Spirit and, and uh, we know that it's given to us uh, to carry us through and to guide us. Uh. Through life and, and with us having the same uh, ideas on, on faith like that is, is kind of what um, with each other is kind of where we, we kind of carried each other through with that. And
2: it's interesting because we actually weren't, we were um, in the middle of finding a new church home. During this process, <laughs> uh, which was another curveball, so we did not have any kind of congregation at the time. It was just David and I, and just um just that raw faith that we keep talking about, which is any e- it was in each other, um through God. So it was kind of interesting because we were even able to stand alone there. And then it wasn't till after Levi passed that we found a church home that ended up being a perfect fit. But we were able to carry through even without having a place to go to.
0: There is research that shows that people who have a faith-based, whatever it may be, um, do better.
2: I can absolutely see that, yeah.
0: And, and I think the surrender uh, is probably the, the big word for me that I heard there, don't you, Rebecca?
1: Yeah, and what, I, what I'm thinking about as well, um, so the two of you supported each other and also you had the help of your faith but did you see that you were grieving differently?
3: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we have, uh, there's books out there, you know, how different men and women are. Um, and, and, and that's just, you know, that's in life in general, when it comes to the grieving process, um, that was something that really hit me, um, at, at how differently, uh, we, we both grieve. Um, and, uh, it was, it was something that was hard for me to understand with her. And I'm sure it was probably hard for her to understand with me as well. Uh, But we carry it differently. Um, We grieve differently. Um, We, uh, we grieved together at the same time, but it's just, it's totally different in how we both process this and, and, and get through this.
2: We have that separate grief, you know, and then out, that's like outside of your grief together. And that was very hard. I know it, it was very hard for David to understand that I had separate grief outside of our grief together. And I know he was just trying to keep the family together. And it was like I had to have my own grief as a mother. You know, that was that. that I mean, Levi is my only child. So that was very, it was separate outside of our grief together as a family. So that was something that was. Difficult to navigate, but actually it was reinforced by hearing you all at the National, uh, fr- the Compassionate Friends Conference, and it was just kind of reinstilled in us once again, which was a really nice reminder.
0: So did you go to Compassionate Friends group? Or? We
2: did not, because we do not have any locally.
0: Oh, maybe. So I actually.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we are. We're hoping yes,
3: that. You yes.
2: are. Well, we are. <laughs> oh, yay. Yay. So Yes, we're actually going to be launching that right before the Christmas holidays. Um, So really excited about that. But I had just been time and time again, just one sign after another through God, really, um, of folks that are saying, you know, you need to reach out to compassionate friends. (laughs) And I never, we didn't have a chapter, you know, near us. But when I saw that the um, national conference was coming up, I right away booked us tickets and it was meant to be. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's awesome. It was
1: I'd so love to hear, Mark, tell us about the Levi Miles
2: Foundation. Do you want me? Yeah,
3: you go right <laughs> I'm ahead. I'm trying on. to
2: monitor my airtime. Um, our foundation is built, of course, around the memory of Levi Michael Miles. And because he was so courageous and lived a complete inclusive life, I mean, this child, he lived. And he was involved in everything there was to be involved in. It didn't matter if it was going to daycare. So I was so excited to be able to enroll him in that because I didn't know if that was going to be his only school experience. So we lived it up. I mean, I got the back, you know, the backpack, the lunchbox that I converted because he was on a feeding tube at that time. So I converted it to a feeding bag for him. I mean, we did it all. He went to the playground every day. He had a full time nurse um, with him at all times at school. So he was with his peers 24 7. We had therapists going up to school, you know, so Levi just, he lived and was not separated from everybody else. Just because we have something stripped of us doesn't mean we should be isolated. So he lived that example. And so through this foundation, we've created a 360 approach to supporting others through that same mindset. So we serve two different populations, um, kiddos with disabilities and kids with rare diseases. So we understand that those are actually two separate populations, even though they can overlap at times, but Levi fell under the rare disease. And some people would just assume by looking at our child when all of his abilities are being strict, that he had disabilities, but he didn't, he had a rare disease. So we are very much educating folks on that there are differences. Sometimes they can overlap, but not always. So we serve both of those populations from birth to 18 years old. We have also donated over $100,000 worth of Levi's equipment to our community Mm -hmm. to be lent out to kids that just need it right away to be able to live inclusively in their community. Camps are for our kiddos that are fully inclusive. So it's not a camp for children who have lost, you know, abilities. (laughs) It is an inclusive camp. So that means it's a one camp and everybody is welcome there we just plan around it and have that lens of everything that could possibly go on there and how to include everybody so we have that just all those layers of challenges and we want to just go ahead and pave that route for everybody to see what it looks like Because sometimes we just need to see it so we work our magic and these camps are fantastic to where kids are all different walks of life, all different ability levels show up and come and have a time of their life for two, three hours, and then we send them home.
0: <laughs> that's fabulous. Now, yeah. what's your website? Where, where can we find you?
2: The LeviMilesFoundation.org.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, guys, for being on the show. You're absolutely amazing. And life is an adventure. I mean, nice. yes. kind of your motto. You guys know how to live it. And thank you so much for being on it for all the work you've done. Yes, yeah, thank, you're
1: thank you. You are such an inspiration yes. to the world, and I love how you've been guided to do this work. Thank you both.
0: And thanks everybody for joining us on the show today. And Rebecca and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.